It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and indeed welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo back in studio here with producer Leah and my partner Mark McMurray, the owner of of Bluff City Outdoors. It's been a couple of weeks. I was out a couple of weeks ago on vacation, and then we had some other scheduling issues last week. So I feel like it, I, I, I'm excited. It's been a couple of weeks it's since been we've been week, together yeah. here in the studio. Yeah, I mean, it you look was, great, uh, by the way. Have you I lost weight? No, I got my hair cut. Okay. Yeah, one of the yeah. yeah, one of the baldies. It's a summer cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it was. <laughs> and I, I have lost a few pounds too. Thank you. You look good. You look tan. You look like you're getting some sun. It's that time of year. It's time to get outside. Yeah, it's pretty great to see the longer days and the warmer temperatures. Uh if you're listening to this on Saturday morning on News Talk STL, uh the Friday night storms were a little bit uh, were a little intense, but the rest of this weekend is supposed to be dry and nice. It's and supposed to be real nice. Hopefully, that we're entering this time of year where we've turned the corner and we can start enjoying the yeah, warmer you, days and the great outdoors. If you like to fish. The next three months are typically yeah you know, three of your yeah the temperatures are right. You know, it's not really hot yet. And the fish are biting good. Yeah. And, you know, the spawn's going to be on. And yeah. So, all year round, uh, we never take a break on the fishing report here on the Bluff City Outdoors show. But as Mark just said, uh, especially this time of year, it's a great thing to make sure you are checking out, you tune in for each and every week, as uh, it's going to be some really great fishing here over the next few weeks and, and months. And we'll bring you that fishing report uh, towards the end of the show in segment three every week here on the Bluff City Outdoors show. So we'll have that for you here in a little while. We're also going to talk to Tim Shelsvik, our friend from Drury Outdoors. He is uh, our hunting expert on the show, and he's got a new article in the Missouri in the new edition of the Missouri Conservationist magazine. Um, and there's some cool stuff happening. We're kind of we're not really in a in a hunting season right now, but there is some interesting things to talk about regarding Missouri hunting seasons. And then also we have a the great R100 event. Now, just like I said, we we it we just missed or I missed two weeks because I was out, and I feel like we went from the R100 was kind of in the distant future to it's right around the corner. Yeah, it's two weeks, <laughs> yeah, two weeks out. So, so remind folks uh, what that is and how they can uh, participate and learn more and be a part of this super cool event. Yeah, so the R100 is uh, it's a Reinhardt target. Uh, it's an event they put on. It's a touring event, and um, you, they put up fifty North American wildlife targets and fifty African safari targets. And then there's some other uh, shooting events that they have for kids and stuff like that. And we're bringing it to the St. Louis area. It's yeah. going to be held at the uh, Warren Levis Boy Scout Camp in Godfrey, uh, April 14th through the 16th. It's going to be a great event. Uh, it's got a great track record. People enjoy it. It's family-focused. and mm-hmm. uh, It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about bringing it to the area. Yeah, and as you mentioned, there's kind of, for every skill level, there's there's something for everybody. Yeah, there's like eight different classes mm-hmm. you can shoot in and stuff. It's, it, it's just you know, they, they do, a, from what I understand, they do a great job. Everybody that I know that I've talked to that's gone and shot them elsewhere, uh, 
talk about how good of an event it is and yeah and and like i said we're excited it's our first time to do it so Mm -hmm. i'm sure there'll be a few glitches but we'll work through them we'll learn and you know it's a big deal for the event because the r100 event is something that is not typically in a big metro area so they're kind of so it's a feather in in your cap at bluff city outdoors to have partnered with them to bring this to our area because it's kind of it's a bigger sort of metro area than they usually go to and something that's never really been something that the St. Louis area has gotten to host before. So um, it's, you know, time to come out and show up and yep, show yep. Uh, those those event organizers that uh, St. Louis and our area is a great place for the great outdoors and have a great Yeah, event. They, they typically, I mean, you know, they're, and they're excited about it being this close to a big metro area yeah. because they're, they're, they, they don't, like you said, they don't do that. I mean, like Missouri has one out in Moberly in the fall and uh, that's, that's a typical type of location for them, you know, okay size town but very rural so uh, here they got two million people to draw from so we're 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 thinking we we should get a good crowd you know there's a lot of bow hunting here in the area we got great deer hunting got got mm-hmm. good good deer uh so i think there's a huge market for people to tap into and to come out and have a have fun at something like this you know it's just you don't have to drive far yeah absolutely uh bluff city outdoors facebook page the best place to get a, the link and all the information yeah we got for the event we got an event out there tied to their event uh, their events on facebook we got the links to the registration and i'm trying to weekly go ahead and repost it you know just to keep it real fresh out there yeah. for, for people so they can go uh, find it and go register absolutely get those details and uh get out there and it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun and uh speaking of uh, archery and bow hunting and all of that of course the the new range out there at Bluff City Outdoors is in full swing. You've got leagues going. The Techno Hunt machine is operational, so that's exciting stuff. But then also, as we mentioned, with this time of year, uh, you got to be seeing a lot of those fishermen coming in the, oh, the door right now. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, literally every day uh, when I'm down there, one of my you know the workers are down there. They they'll sit there and say, hey, you know five people that had never been here before came through the door just to check it out and we hear that and then when they come through the door if they're a fisherman they they look around they go holy crap how'd you you know get this much fishing (laughs) tackle in this small of a building it's true (laughs) and uh so they're usually really impressed with that i mean i think we got the best selection of crappie baits in the st louis area and uh and like i said the redoing the bass section is really coming along well and we've always been big on the catfish section so Mm -hmm. and then they go you know the archers they go holy crap you know, I know look at that archery range yeah and the fact that it's that 30 yard range all the time mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people really like yeah there's nothing like it that really we, we we say this all the time and it's not hyperbole there is nothing like the range at bluff city outdoors anywhere in the st louis area in 100 miles in any direction you're not going to find the techno hunt system and the the type of range that you have built out there at bluff city outdoors yeah. so that's what really the people really come through they go sit there and they, they love the 30 yard range uh, you know that was something that was something that wasn't in the original plan but then the uh, jeff heading up the archery department goes you know we got the space to do it we really should reconfigure and make a permanent 30 yard range because that's what people like and yep. and, and you know and it is he, he he knows that stuff very well so. yeah absolutely um i know we'll get into some of the specifics of this in the fishing report a, a little bit later on but in general, are you hearing anything from the guides or the fishermen that are coming in to the shop about this early season out on the water? 
so far, the crappie's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, everybody seems to be catching fish. Uh, we're getting reports. Like, you know, last weekend, I was down there Saturday and Sunday. I had a group, group of guys come in Sunday that had came in Saturday, and they said, yep, you know, it was on. I think they went up to uh, Litch, Litchfield or Hillsboro is where they had gone to, and, and they were catching fish, you know, so they came back and, you know, go another day. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's starting to really come on. They're really not up on the beds yet, and then I got some reports that they're starting to move into the buck brush down there at Rend and getting into that. So. Mm-hmm. That just means it's right around the corners to spawn. Yeah, absolutely. And as we speak, as we record this show, and as it is airing this weekend, uh, our buddy Mike Marfell is participating in his first big tournament of the season at the Lake of the Ozarks. So next week's show, we should get some feedback. and See how he did. Yeah, see how he did. And also just get some details about, you know, water conditions and you know, what's happening out there at the Lake of the Ozarks and, uh, you know, on the water in general across the area. Looking forward to that. Also, uh, don't forget, you can always always follow Mike and his partner on the 10 Horse Monty YouTube channel to get some great fishing content. If you're like me and this, you see that sun and you feel these temperatures in the 60s and 70s, it really gives you that itch. Yeah, I saw and 76 when I was driving you, up. Yeah, you want to get out on the water ASAP. The 10 Horse Monty YouTube channel is a great place to go to get um, tons of great fishing content from out on the water, actually fishing and catching fish, but the planning process, the aftermath of tournaments, and, you know, talking about what they did right and what they did wrong, just all kinds of great knowledge that uh, you can pick up by following the 10 Horse Monty YouTube channel and I'm sure we'll have Mike on with us next week to give us a recap of how that tournament went. All right, as I mentioned, we are going to talk to our friend Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors about his new article in the Missouri Conservationist magazine. We'll talk to him a little bit about the R100 event and more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. It flows underneath the 32 bridge. It cuts through the Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. In just a moment, we are going to talk to this week's guest, Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. But first, I want to remind you, we're talking about this weather turning around very exciting that uh springtime is here and getting back outside on the water and uh in the woods and back out to the great outdoors and another thing that uh is getting into season is of course grilling grilling season comes along this time of year as well and if you are going to be grilling anytime soon you need to have a bag of rockwood charcoal alongside rockwood charcoal is not only a a great local company so you're supporting a local business and you're supporting local industry because Missouri is the number one charcoal maker in the country but Rockwood Lump Charcoal has also been rated the number one consumer ranked charcoal for nine years running so you are also using the best product there is and once you use Rockwood Lump Charcoal uh, if you're if you're used to the traditional briquettes when you grill uh, one time one experience with the lump charcoal and you will never go back it just it's just a superior cooking experience it, the lump charcoal gives you more control it burns faster it burns hotter 
Um, and especially if you pair it with things like other rockwood products, like their smoking woods, uh, again, just gives you superior control over your entire grilling experience. Learn more and uh, find the closest store to you that has Rockwood Charcoal. It is available in over 100 area stores, and you can find the closest one to you, plus pick up some grilling tips and tricks all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. All right, as I mentioned, joining us now on the line is Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors. Tim, as always, great to have you on the show. How are you today? Isn't it great? It is great. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I no. Th- thank you for having me. <laughs> you bet. Thank you so much for being with us. Lots to talk about. Uh, Want to start with the R100 event because we were just talking about this. So it's, Tim's been on the show many times. I know you are uh, a, a big fanatic of bow hunting and archery, mm-hmm. shooting the bow in general. So um, uh, th- uh, bringing this type of event. And, you know, uh, just as we were talking about in the in in the first segment of the show, uh, exposing this community to this type of event and bringing these types of things to our area is a great sign and uh, uh, really great for the outdoors scene in the St. Louis area. Would you would you agree? Yeah, it, it's nothing but good. I mean, you think about the family aspect, getting to bring your kids and get to enculturate them into the archery lifestyle. And whether or not they end up wanting to hunt, but just to have an appreciation for archery and the mental aptitudes and skill sets that go along with it, it's it's a, it's a really cool thing. And to kind of celebrate the outdoor lifestyle, to pump a little money into the local economy, supporting local business. I mean, there's really there's really no downside to to an event like the R100. So, Mark, we've been talking about the the growth of bow hunting and art, the archery uh, uh, hobby in general. And obviously, you did your research, you know, before yep. you added, tw- you made your building twice as big as it is, three, and three put a big, yep. huge uh, investment of building uh, this uh, the, the the archery range and the techno hunt system that you have out there. So you obviously did the research and knew that this was growing, and we've been talking about this for years. The that area of hunting and just that activity growing, but has it been? even more than you expected since opening up the range and seeing giving people in our area this outlet to go and now this event to go to just how quickly the bow hunting and the archery scene is growing in our area yeah it it so yeah we looked into it a lot and you know we kind of plotted where the uh, archery shops are in the area when we looked at it on a map we said you know in alton if you you know we're just right across the river from st charles county st louis county that they just don't have a whole lot of facilities Mm -hmm. you know you got almost you know two million people on that side of the river and they really don't have a whole lot over there you know the shops were mostly on the illinois side and uh, so we said you know alton used to have a great shop uh down there where fast eddie's parking lot is uh, mm-hmm. you know sold out for that and uh, we thought we'd bring that back to the area and the one area i didn't really realize that was out there and uh jeff's really big into it is the traditional side of it the house uh Mm. So we have, you know, we have a traditional event every Friday, and that's just open to the public. Come down and shoot. You know, they, it's just a really good social event. But I did not realize how how many people were actually into the traditional. Uh, and by that you mean the you like know non compound bow. Yep. Yeah, everything and, is yeah, re, human strength re curves and yeah. longbows, and uh, it just I, I just didn't realize that there was that many people that were still into that, which is great because it's really getting back to your roots. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, you know, that's what the Indians hey, got. Mark, so. you, you, you guys, you yeah. guys may, you guys may do this already. I had a buddy that owned an archery shop in uh, the Bloomington Normal area for a lot of years, and I was surprised to learn this. I, I haven't. I grew up in Illinois, but I've lived in Missouri for over twenty some years. So I escaped, but uh, but when someone <laughs> buys a bow from an archery shop, do they still? Do you guys still have to zip tie the strings to the cables so they're non-functioning, or, or put them in a case? Oh, that's interesting. Before they leave the store, uh, they're supposed to be in a case. Gotcha. Uh, yep, the case is the way to go, and then I, I think it is they do zip time if they if they're not buying a if case. Okay, gotcha. If they're not, so there's got. It just kind of shows you how crazy Illinois yes. is. Like they're afraid that someone is going to go commit a violent crime with a bow if it's uncased. As soon as they walk out the front door, an archery shop. <laughs> yeah, that is. It is That's crazy. interesting. I didn't realize that. So it's either got to be in a case or if it's got to be. Yeah, I'll double check. I think those guys have been doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you? Is it? What Mark was just talking about, Tim, have you seen that also in your experience in the woods, uh, the, the archery the archery part of it gaining popularity? I, I'll say that I, I've been out there twice to shoot at Bluff City Outdoors, and one time, and this was very heartening. This, was, this, this made me feel really good about the future. One time I had my 12-year-old daughter with me, and she loved it. She had never shot mm. bow and arrow before, and did it with me that day out at Bluff City and loved it and has asked many times, when can we do this again? And to see a young person like that get excited about something um, makes me double excited. Have you have you seen this in your uh, experience also, Tim? Well, if I remember right, Tony, you texted me a picture of you next to one of the targets out there because you hit close to the bullseye so it just shows like you can be low skill and still have fun in archery yeah it turns out i'm just a i just have really natural ability probably one of the best shooters (laughs) in the area midwest maybe (laughs) but there really is there really is a growing interest in bow hunting, not only because of all the like the Hunger Game movies years ago, like that really kicked off a lot of kids' excitement about hunting, but uh, 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 archery, I should say. But um, with as many you know, with overpopulation of whitetails in suburban areas, bow hunting is the best way to reduce numbers, and there are lots of opportunities. So you know why you can't take. Uh, you know, a, a, a bigger caliber deer rifle in suburbia, you can hunt, you know, three, four or five acres with, uh, with, with like archery equipment and do just fine. So I, I, I think that's also kind of what's driving the increasing deer numbers, uh, the move into suburbia. I, I think a lot of those things are coalescing into more opportunity and more interest in archery. We are talking to Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors, who, of course, you can hear as part of the 100% Wild podcast with Drury Outdoors. And also, you have a new article in the latest edition of the Missouri Conservationist. Tell us about uh, that article and what you uh, have been researching. So the the, the uh, Missouri Conservationist is one of the best publications for any kind of outdoor enthusiast. If you're a Missouri resident, it's free. You just have to go to mdc.mo.gov and sign up, and you get it comes in every month. They have a kids version called Explore. I think that's uh, once every two months. But I recently wrote an article for them about uh, trail running. 
because you know a lot of people talk about hiking or tra- or trail walking or backpacking um but uh, but trail running is really gaining in popularity and it's a really different and unique way of of experiencing the outdoors covering a lot of miles and and also getting a lot of really good exercise so i thought oh, you know i'll write a little primer on how to help people get outdoors and, and maybe you know going out and running around your block 12 times doesn't seem uh doesn't seem very appealing but what about going out to your local nature trail and logging a mile and maybe seeing a box turtle on the way or a blue heron in the pond or like there's a lot of things that you get to see when you're out trail running and then the bonus is you continue to get healthier and stronger and better and your endurance goes uh, up and so you're able to do more miles and see more and it's just it, it's just a, a really unique way of seeing and experiencing nature uh, that, that I think gets overlooked a little bit from you know biking and hiking those are kind of the, the standards but trail running is a really is a really kind of cool thing and it doesn't take a whole lot of gear to do it just some some decent shoes and some comfortable clothes and and off you go and I know this is something that you have been very interested in for a while now sort of tying in your love for the great outdoors and using that to improve your physical Mm -hmm. fitness. So I know this is part of that, but this is uh, only one part of it that you have been sort of talking about and and introducing people to for the last couple of years. Could uh, tell us a little bit more about sort of that whole um, project of yours and, and this, the dedication to not only the great outdoors, but using that as a tool to help, get in better shape as well. I, I created a group called the Legion of Woodsmen and it's, it's a Facebook group. And if, if people just search it on Facebook, uh, you can, uh, you can join. Uh, and, and, and I do a lot of like coaching and advice and tips and motivational stuff and informational videos on how to not leave your gear at the parking spot at the trailhead. And like just a lot of practical, a lot of practical things. But uh, some of that came out of my training and preparation for an ultra marathon I did last year in Southeastern Kentucky. It was 33, uh, 33 some miles. It was a 50 K and it was all off road. So it was all trail running and uh, the elevation gain was around 4,000 feet. So it was, it was, and it was, you know, creek crossings and muddy trails and rocks and just all kinds of terrain. And, and boy, it really, it really kind of pushed me to the limits, but the training process, I did a lot of my training out in West County, St. in West St. Louis County and, uh, and hit you know, the green rock trail out of Rockwoods reservation, Rockwoods range. And, um, and I, I, I just, I just really fell in love with trail running. I wanted to, to make sure that more people knew that trail running is, is a really great option for folks who maybe have been intimidated by running in general, but also love the outdoors and love, love hiking. So I was training from January all the way through May and it's just neat getting to see the woods change season to season. I was also able to kind of, uh, secondarily shed hunt while I was running. I was able to do some, some turkey season scouting while I was out running. So I was achieving some other hunting-related goals while I was out doing that. Uh, but, but, man, trail running really ticked off a lot of to-dos and a lot of things that, that interest me. And, uh, and and I think people just in general get intimidated when they think about starting to become anything, a runner, a cyclist, a hiker, a backpacker. And it's just nice to have 
someone giving you information, giving you uh, ideas like, I listened to your guys' paddlefish show from a couple weeks back, and it's something I'm dying to do. And it was just great getting a primer on it, just sitting in my truck on, on my drive home. Uh, so, so that's what the Legion of Woodsmen exists to do is to help people experience the outdoors in a, in a low stakes way. And so hopefully they enjoy it more and they appreciate it better. So, yeah. So one more time, uh, obviously the article in the new Missouri conservationist magazine, but, uh, if people want to, if they're interested in what they're hearing and they want to learn more about your journey and get some ideas on how to maybe start down their own, uh, path, no pun intended, what are all the uh, yeah. best places to go? <laughs> so just uh, the Legion of Woodsmen uh, on Facebook is probably the best place to go. And um, pretty much any dentist or doctor's office in Missouri has a Missouri conservation <laughs> sitting in there. So if you don't have the April edition, it's probably it's probably somewhere easily accessible. But, man, it's such, it's just such a great magazine to get whether you like wild edibles or you like hiking or birding or duck hunting, what they, it just, it's a, it's an amazing array of stuff that they cover. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, you could, you could read that article. Uh, it, it's, I think it's enjoying nature at a different pace was the title of it. And then before we let you go, I guess uh, the thing to talk about right now is Turkey season. We're right around the corner from uh, Turkey season in both Missouri and Illinois. Uh, talk about that a little bit and, and whatever prep or excitement, you know, uh, revolving around, uh, the new season. Hopefully there are a lot of happy kids listening to this show on their way home from the, their, their turkey hunting grounds. Cause this weekend is the start of the Missouri youth, uh, turkey season. So, and, and, and you can hunt all day long. So hopefully there's some kids out today and, getting to enjoy uh, the turkey woods, getting to hear those spring gobblers sounding off. There's just nothing like it in, in the hunting woods. Uh, so, so yeah, this weekend is spring turkeys for youth in Missouri. And then April 17th is when the the primary turkey season opens up in Missouri. So the, those are kind of top of everyone's mind. And then, then kind of indirectly, especially for turkey hunters, we're also thinking, well, if the turkeys ain't biting, at least the morel mushrooms will be popping pretty soon. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. We're all very <laughs> yeah. much looking forward to that. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, before we let you go, we mentioned the 100% Wild podcast. Of course, everything that you're doing there at Drury Outdoors. Uh, just an update in, in general on all the things that people should be uh, checking out, podcasts they should be subscribed to, all that great stuff. This month, um, we are doing the Longbeards Legend series. So it's a series of six podcast episodes where we focus on some of the original gangsters of the turkey hunting industry. So we have Ray I, Ron Jolly, Ernie Calandrelli, uh, Cuz Strickland, Will Primos, Chris Kirby. We all these all these guys who create like literally created the turkey hunting industry as we know it. We have a show dedicated to each of them. They, they join us on the show, and uh, and I, I think it's must watch or must listen podcasting. We we have a video version on Deercasting YouTube, uh, but you can listen to it on any podcast uh, player. But man, that Longbeard Legend series is just amazing to go back and hear the stories of how all, all the modern turkey hunting. Um, uh, equipment and gear and season, like all this stuff that we enjoy today, 
a lot of that stuff was iterated by those guys. So it's, it's just incredible to hear those those stories. Two podcasts that are a must to be subscribed to to keep up with everything happening in the great outdoors in our area is the 100% Wild podcast with uh, Drury Outdoors and Tim Shelsvik. And then, of course, our podcast, the Bluff City Outdoors podcast. We put out this show as a podcast shortly after we get off the air each week, also on basically every podcast platform there is. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to the 100% Wild podcast and the Bluff City Outdoors podcast. Did you have something else to say? You sounded like you were trying to get in there and cut me off. I I haven't had anything to say. I'm just (laughs) making it up as I go along. Sorry. (laughs) You're good. Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors, buddy. As always, really appreciate your time and look forward to getting you back on very, very soon. It's an exciting time of the year, and I'm sure uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Thanks, buddy. Let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. That is Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors. And we have this week's fishing report to get into, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. This is the Bluff City Outdoors show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Leah and my partner Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, which is just about a mile east of Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. And it is the place to be this time of year to get ready for the fishing season and take advantage of the archery range and the state-of-the-art techno hunt system out there uh you guys are open and and busy seriously all year round but i would imagine that this time of year there's a whole lot of yeah, activity this, at the this, shop this is the buzz time yeah i mean it's usually saturday but like this past saturday it was just boom just yeah. person after person after person that is fantastic uh bluffcityoutdoors.com you can follow bluff city outdoors on facebook and of course just go out there and visit them in alton before your next trip out on the water um a friend of ours had a mountain lion experience that is uh always interesting topic but uh on the heels of the big mountain lion story that we had uh with the former kansas city chiefs player um just from a couple of weeks ago i'm i'm super interested in hearing that story so we will get into that as we go through uh the rest of the show here but first it is that time of the week where we have the fishing report for you and this time of year uh you know through the winter the fishing report we do the fishing report all year long but you kind of get in a rut in the winter where it doesn't change a whole lot over the next few weeks it's going to be changing and something that you definitely want to be keeping up with so make sure you're listening every week here in this segment as uh we will always bring you the fishing report here on the bluff city outdoors show and uh mark go ahead and kick us off oh kick it off so uh, we've got the truman lake with uh, jordan lear uh, he's a buddy and a guide out there crappie good uh the fish uh 10 to 20 feet of water 2 to 15 feet down brush piles and standing timber in the back of the creeks and the coves roaming schools are in the open water spider rigging with minnows is working well jigs with natural colors in the clean water Dark colors in the stained water. Catfish is good. Anchoring halfway back up in the creek. Shallow mud flats and on the main lake, two to seven feet, using the Santee Cooper rig with fresh cut shad. 
Black Bass Fair, fish the main lake, Windy Banks, halfway up the creeks and coves. Throw a half-ounce uh, football jig around the brush piles from 10 to 20 feet deep. Jerk baits in a shad color and spinner baits in white and chartreuse. Alabama rigs are still working well. Spinner baits are working in the creeks as well as in the open water, white and chartreuse. Walleye good, fish the uh, back of the creeks and, and up the river arms. Jerk baits and crappie jigs with sliders are working good. Go out to Carlisle, Eric Morey. Uh, he's a buddy, and he's not a guide yet, but he will be. <laughs> Uh, they had a spike in the water level, and the gates are now open to let some of the water out. The temp's around 46 degrees, and the water's pretty stained. Is that the crappie bite is slow right now. Channel cat bite is getting good on a cut chad. Go out to Wren, Fred Mooney out there. He's a guide out there. Wren Lake hit the flood stage and came up o- over two feet uh, with the last storms that came through. Water level is at 410, and lots of scattered debris in the water and extremely muddy. Uh, crappie are very scattered, and on the move as the water surface temps come up to 50. A few crappie came out of the uh, brush buck, buck brush, I get it right, this mm-hmm. week, and uh, the bite is poor right now. Look for the lake to start stabilizing next week, and the crappie to start staging just outside the buck brush with the warming temperatures. And on our local rivers and lakes, Eric Morey again, uh, crappie bites been good in the lakes and, and haven't been get, that haven't been getting a ton of runoff and have a decent water clarity. Largemouth bites really picking up with the water temps near 50. Lipless crankbaits have been working good. Catfish bites been decent on the river on fresh shad. And our buddy Mike Marfell at the Lake of the Ozarks says water level still about five and a half feet low. Water temps are in the high 40s to low 50s with some color to the water from recent rains and lots of wind. Bass bite has been tough lately, but should be improving with this warming trend and the longer days. Uh, Alabama rig, jerkbait, jig, and spinnerbait... <laughs> there's some consistency yes, there is. <laughs> throughout these fishing reports uh, that should be telling you something. Uh, Alabama rig, jerkbait, jig, and spinnerbait are best bet, in my opinion, says Mike, on secondary points and spawning areas. Look for wind and bait. Still some good fish on main lake points and channel swings as well. Should have more detail after the tournament this weekend. I can't give up too much right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he puts a smiley face. <laughs> uh, down here, fishing team anglers in action with the 10-horse Monty. Stay tuned for the videos to follow. Good luck and stay safe out there on the water. And, yeah, 10-horse Monty, as we mentioned, great YouTube channel to follow on a regular basis, especially getting into the new season here and these tournaments. Mike and Gabe are um, participating in a lot of these tournaments, and they film basically everything. They film their prep. They film their practice. They film their conversations and and strategy sessions, and then they film themselves on the water and then after the tournaments and break everything down. There's just tons of great fishing content on the 10 horse monty youtube channel so make sure you're checking it out and uh like i said they are in that tournament right now this weekend at the lake of the ozarks we'll probably have mike on the show next week to see how it went and i'm sure get some more tips about what is and isn't working out there on the water so again make sure you are tuned in every week here to the bluff city outdoor show for that weekly fishing report because it can be a tremendous help. And if you are subscribed to our podcast, you can take us with us, take us with you anywhere you go. Every time you're out in the great outdoors, you can have us right there on your favorite podcast platform. So make sure you are subscribed. Uh, All right. As I mentioned, a friend of ours had a mountain lion experience. I'm dying to hear the story. Yep. So I saw the post down on Facebook and it just happened to be Barry Ash. That's Will Ash's dad. Will's a good friend. Uh, He helped build the building last year. 
And uh, so he lives out by Fosterburg and uh, had, had his dog skip roughed up by a mountain lion. Jeez. And uh, he said he's got some got some, got some trail cam pics. He didn't have them posted yet, but, you know, I mean, he said uh, that uh, happened. And I just go, oh, man, because there's been reports in, in yes. the past out in that area. Will's dog's got roughed up by him a couple years ago yeah we had so i think i i've talked about this on on the show in the past uh just a couple years ago a friend of mine who has some farmland in north county um uh like up there by the old jamestown mall and there's that if you're if you're familiar with north county if you're a a a north county kid like me you know exactly this the area of old jamestown road and sinks road and all that all that farmland back there and caught mountain lion, uh, caught a mountain lion on their trail cam. Trail cam. And, you know, we, no reports from any neighbors of any, of any damage or anything happening. But, you know, one of those things that you, you know, you check your cameras and you see that and you think, oh my goodness. Yeah. So we had the big story. Um, the, the former Kansas city chiefs football player um, who, who, tracked and killed a mountain lion that was living underneath a woman's porch and had already uh, killed some animals in that area. And, you know, then the story about you know my friend and then this story about your friend. Are you hearing more and more? You know, we've talked about mountain lions. We've talked about hogs in the bi-state area and how they are getting to be a, uh, a nuisance and more of a problem. And coyotes numbers, oh, coyote you know, numbers being, are huge. yeah, being out there more and more. Um, what is going on in your opinion that there is more and more of these sort of uh, predators and more dangers that seem to be uh, not only expanding in numbers but sort of spreading in area, like popping up in spots that we haven't seen them in the past. Yeah, I mean, they're, you see coyotes in town now and stuff. Yeah, and I think it's just the, the coyotes. They, they, you know, when the food supply booms their numbers boom uh, it's just all and then we've created a really good deer habit the suburbs are great for deer habitat you know they love it and uh, so then you'll see the coyotes move into those areas you know that's their food source right and uh yeah it's just i, I just think the conditions are good agricultural for the most part produces a lot of uh you know mice uh, groundhogs mm-hmm. and that type of stuff so there's and just there's food and when food happens predators happen are you are you concerned at all about it becoming a, a bigger problem than just the isolated sort of story that we've had recently that there that this could develop into something if we not if we don't stay on top of it i think the mountain lions have such a huge territory range that that I, I don't know if they could ever get thick enough to be a problem but they're so big i mean it only takes one to be a problem right and uh, the coyote numbers i mean i i hate to see their numbers grow because uh, when I, in my youth, I loved trapping foxes, yeah. and we had a lot of foxes. And, well, I was going to ask you: coyotes is, is the is there aren't many foxes out there? Is the fact that trapping, and that's some another thing we've talked a lot about on this show about how that's become more and more of a lost art over the last several years. Does that have something to do yeah, with this? That, in, in the fur price, when fur prices are high, uh, you get all of that excess crop is what you know the excess uh, of coyote or raccoon or whatever population the excess is harvestable you know it's it's not going to stay out there forever uh, if 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 man doesn't knock the numbers down mother nature through disease mm-hmm. it's it's an inevitable that uh, always happens that way yeah so when your fur prices are high you get all this population control for free but when fur prices are really low like they are now 
you don't get that and so their numbers explode the raccoon numbers are just through the roof yeah coyote numbers and i hate like i said i hate to see the coyote because they kill the foxes and i love watching a fox you know chase a mouse you know just yeah. the way they hunt is just incredible absolutely and, uh, they're just a, and they're not very harmful to anything right just because they're not very big have you heard much about the feral hog situation because we, this is something we've talked about for uh, a while on this show and others in the past and it's not as big of a deal in our area yet as it has like there's been some explosion down in the southern part of missouri yeah down in in yeah in southern part of the country and now creeping into the southern part of the state um have you heard anything specific like stories from anybody that's having personal problems or is that something that you um could foresee becoming more of an issue in our area as those numbers seem to migrate north yeah i would think they would i think would they you know i would think they would follow the path of the armadillo you, know, you used to never see armadillos in our area. Now you see them hit on the road quite a few places. So they're around. And then, you know, they get it there digging digging through the grubs and stuff, causing damage in all kinds of places. Mm-hmm. I would think the hogs would just be a much more bigger because they're going to cause more damage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be something that we are going to have to deal with here in our area sooner than later. Uh, unfortunately, almost out of time on this week's show. But before we go, want to remind people about the Alton Catfish Classic. A great tournament that comes to town. Mark uh, and the guys at Bluff City Outdoors have put together and, and grown this tournament into being one of the biggest in the country. The tournament's not till September, but... Uh, if you want to participate in that tournament, you need to book your spot now. There's still just a couple places Yeah, there's left, about right? 10 spots left. Oh, you yep. need to grab them before they are gone. Uh, Bluff City Outdoor, or uh, Alton uh, Catfish Classic. Classic Facebook, Facebook and, page, uh, yeah. web, and the website, altoncatfishclassic.com. Uh, but the Facebook page is the place to go for and, that. And next week, we will again be talking about the R100 event, but it is right around the corner. Remind folks one more time how to get more details about that event because it's time to make your plans because yep. it's it's here. Yeah, it's just two weeks away. So uh, the R100 events, uh, April 14th through the 16th. It's at Warren Levis uh, uh, Boy Scout Camp in Godfrey, Illinois. Uh, we have information out on our Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page. We got an event out there linked to the Reinhardt event where you can reg- register, pre-register. You save like 10 bucks. Great Pre-register. Stuff. Great stuff. Uh, best place to go to keep up with everything happening out at Bluff City Outdoors is the Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page. Make sure you uh, like that page and you're checking it out on a regular basis for information about the archery range and the techno hunt system and everything happening out at the shop there in Alton. Uh, BluffCityOutdoors.com and also Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. And, of course, once again, don't forget to be subscribed to the Bluff City Outdoors podcast because we put this show out every week shortly after we get off the air as a podcast and you can take us with us when you're in the great outdoors and we're on basically every podcast platform so whatever your favorite may be spotify apple amazon google we are on all of them make sure you are subscribed to the bluff city outdoors show podcast that's going to do it for us this week for producer leah and mark mcmurray from bluff city outdoors i'm tony colombo thank you so much for listening to us here on the bluff city outdoors show on 1019 and 941 news talk stl